1: Am I in? Surely I'm in by now. Oh, get in! Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm in. That was a struggle. Not Today, Thank You, with Jake Yab. Well good morning from the field and the cows who are gazing on somewhat bemusedly and uh are you enjoying crafts on channel four? Are you what what are you doing? Channel four what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Ch- Claire Balding, of course, there because she loves sports and dogs. And all of those things combined really makes for a very special event every year. And she said yesterday, she said today, oh, it's all about the puppies today. And today we'll be looking at what breed of puppy is right for you. Or, 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 or rescue, a rescue, of course. But what breed is the best breed? Aren't we supposed to be moving away from all of that? Is that not... With all the dogs that we could and should celebrate. Rescue dogs, working dogs, assistance dogs. But sure, let's look at the best of breed that looks like its face was assembled with a staple gun and will auto-asphyxiate to death in seven months or so. so much more handsome than his brothers and sisters that came out with no eyes and the breeder had to throw them into the skip. Yeah, no, love dogs, love dogs, love. Oh, he's going, look. I'm glad I did that away from the cows. I think that would have freaked them out. Uh, that show, The Crofts' Coverage, by the way, uh, it's been produced by a TV company called Sunset and Vine. And I was kind of like, S- "What Sunset and Vine? But of course, they do lots of sports shows, so of course I've never heard of them. Um, but they are owned by a company that you've probably never heard of. Uh, I hadn't heard of. Uh, but they make a lot of the TV you watch. Have you heard of Tinopolis? Tinopolis, right? So this is like one of the biggest TV production conglomerates of the UK. And it's based in Llanelli. What? Let me quote to you directly and very carefully from Wikipedia, because I don't know quite what's going on here, right? OK, so it says, Llanelli, Wales, became such a significant regional producer of tin that it was referred to as Tenopolis." That was terrible, sorry, by the latter half of the 19th century. Hence, the parent company took this name when it was established there in 1990. It was one of the few television production companies to be publicly listed, and its acquisition of major UK competitors contributed to its growth in the early 21st century. Now, let me make sure I get this absolutely right as I quote from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Tinopolis purchased the Television Corporation, the parent company of Sunset and Vine, and the racist Mentorn in 2006. I'm sorry, what now? The. Re- Fine. Uh, anyway, they were. Originally, it was like a, an accounting firm or something, and then they just really aggressively took over the Television Corporation, and it's insane! They've got production centres in London, Los Angeles, Clonetaly, Glasgow and Cardiff. They make Question Time, Robot Wars, Traffic Cops, An Idiot Abroad, Inside London Fire Brigade, Paradise Hotel, Hell's Kitchen, RuPaul's Drag Race and Sport. Basically, they make all the shows that I'm not really that crazy about, apart from Robot Wars because Spike loves it. And they're based in an old supermarket building in Clonetaly. In 2017, they had an income of £216 million. I mean, who are these? I never... Had you? Oh, a bit odd, though, isn't it? A bit weird. I'm not saying that, I mean, brilliant for Lanetli. Although they could probably do with a good supermarket there. did you Jeremy Hunt on Newsnight last night. Did you see this, guys? Did you hear this? Did you see this? Okay, uh, I can't wait to get back into my studio and do this podcast properly on Monday. Anyway, uh, he he said that uh, the whole coronavirus thing. He said, uh, "Look, this all started because of poor food hygiene in a market in China that no one had ever heard of, and we can't pretend that we can act in a way that isn't interconnected with the global community. Uh, also, we have to recognise that financial growth can no longer be the core idea." driving governmental policy say what you commie remain a scum how could i mean wow i mean that's pretty rad isn't it particularly in the boris johnson administration look jeremy hunt i can't i mean let's not we haven't reached that point yet have we where we we can say we're we're, we're fans but um Something I do enjoy is that he's got the look of someone who's sort of sitting in a hard back chair but trying to move his head as far away from you as possible while he's talking to you. Let's just talk about the coronavirus then, vis-a-vis Jeremy Hunt, who, let's not forget, uh, was Minister for Health for quite a bit of the last ten years. In uh, Q3 of 2010... Uh, general and acute bed occupancy in England, was running at 85%. So you had a 15% uh, surplus bed thing to accommodate, I don't know, some kind of viral disaster, something like that. Q3 2019, it was at 92%. That 7% feels quite critical to me. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I would say that the drive for efficiency is not good. Human beings aren't efficient things. I could sort of imagine Pretty Patel walking around going, why are we building these flood defences so high? Look, we hardly use them. Well, it's time now for your favourite part of the week. It's time for TGI Fly Day uh, with Dr. Erica McAllister. What's off of the Actual Natural History Museum? Uh, She's picked uh, one, possibly two for you today. I'm not sure. In any case, it's going to be a humdinger. Hold tight. It's time for TGI Fly Day.
0: On to bot flies. do. I do have a very, very soft spot for bot flies. Okay. What Uh, what gives you the soft spot for bot flies? uh, The idea of evolving to live... Your immature life cycle in a host is quite extreme. Uh, This one is arguably one of the most extreme. And this is arguably one of the most endangered species on the planet right now. Because this is the botfly that lives in the stomach of a rhinoceros. Oh, no way. Yep. So every time it's World Rhinoceros Day, follow me on Twitter and you'll see me well. Hashtag World Rhinoceros Botfly Day. (laughs) It's not got the same gravitas (laughs) yet. It's gaining traction. Thank you, thank you. So, um, you have here the adults, which are quite large, and the adults um, do not feed. They would take a little bit of water, but most of the feeding goes on in the larval stage. So, the larvae have to get quite big, because basically they're laying down all the fat reserves, so when they go through their pupation period, their metamorphosis, they can build all the tissues that they need for locomotion and, and reproduction. So adult time is just getting out there and having fun. Wow! Until I know. you Literally, just sort of run out. Die. Yeah. Yep. Die. yep. How, f-
1: how long? What's the kind of lifespan in that stage then? Uh,
0: a couple of weeks. So it depends. Um, let's talk about another cute little favourite fly of mine. Um, those. See those? Nope. Okay. That's why the Americans call them noceums. Ah, yeah. Okay, there's a little hint. For once, America got it right. <laughs> no, you could probably delete that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay. These are uh, a family called Saratogonidae. These are biting midges. That's a midge. That's a midge. There it is.
1: Yes. Now I see it on the absolute pinhead.
0: Yep. Hello, Wales. Okay. So, Vitamidges, you know all the females, and most of them, we know them as as sanguivores, they're bloodsuckers. Now, she's only doing it because she's a mother, and she cares about her children. So, just think about the next time you kill them. You've just killed a mother, just helping her children have the best start in life possible. Okay. Okay. Also, I know, but not all of them are sanguivores. Some of them are predators. So some of them don't actually need to feed off your blood. Some of them need to feed interestingly off the opposite sex. <laughs> so there's a some of the genera in this family when they're in midair in cop as we call it, so mm-hmm. boys and girls get together, midair little romping. She would pierce through his eyeballs, release a digestive enzyme, dissolve his inside, suck it out, feasting on him. Yeah. He desiccates, breaks off, snaps his adiagas, his penis inside her, yeah. and then she flicks it out afterwards.
1: You don't know much from Guy Ritchie these days, do you?
0: <laughs> hey, but what's also <laughs> funny, this little family—we, we, you know—they're the same family whose species are the pollinators of chocolate. Really? Yes. So here. <laughs> Look at those. These are chocolate pollinators. See that? Uh, yeah. Can you? Yeah, 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 a little one. Right, yeah. Can you identify its genitalia? Yes. Yeah, see, that's, that's good. That's what we need to look at, those structures. So the chocolate is basically like the panda. It's pretty useless at reproducing. And it's got a really convoluted pathway to get into its ovaries, so it needs the tiniest of tiny to get in there. I see. And chocolate plantations don't have habitat suitable for the fly, oh. so chocolate's dying out, and it's your fault.
1: Sorry, I feel this is just a very long apology <laughs> from me on behalf of humans. Yes, <laughs> so I'm
0: sorry. You horrible
1: people. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Dr. Erica McAllister there with TGI Fly Day. And don't forget, you can buy her excellent book, The Secret Life of Flies, almost anywhere now. And they're selling it in garages and Boots the Chemist now. So uh, I, th- I think you can get it on the NHS. Thanks so much uh, for all of your tweets and emails this week. I've been trying to kind of stay across it, but... So it's been a a technological struggle this week. I know there's been a lot of talk about Jaffa Cakes. Uh, I know that there's also been uh, a a, a long and elaborate thing about... I think we're starting a cult. I don't know. You can read the whole thread if you want on Twitter. It's at nottodaypod. Uh, Or I'll try and figure it out for next week. I don't know. It's It's been a very tricky... uh, week i'm i'm standing in a field with a mobile phone and a portable audio recorder that's that's how this is happening and uh beautiful though it is it's not uh, it's not the best for uh, collating uh, and sorting data into a meaningful cogent script ask dora, dora. dora. about your personal Arsenal. and intimate. Family-friendly way I'm not today? Well, hello again and welcome to the field where I've been sleeping. There's a lovely pile of warm hay here. I've just realized I've been sleeping in it all week, and it's it's manure, but it is warm. Uh, Now, I've had uh, a letter here from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. It's Sarah, and she says, It seems that today there always seems to be some kind of a feud on the social medias between two female celebrities. I'm interested to know if in your varied career, Adora, you've ever had a spat... With a celebrity? And how did you settle things back in the day without social media to air your grievances? Well, Sarah, I can tell you, in the old days, we would just have it out face to face. And generally, we'd clear the air like normal human beings. We would make our peace and then we would walk away with it all resolved. And then later on, when she put her shoe on, she'd realized that I'd won. And I had something like this once with Mary Berry. Um, I'm embarrassed to say it was over a man. And I'm even more embarrassed to say that the man in question was Paul Hollywood. Uh, I always thought that he looks like a bird, flew over his head, just as he was doing his hair gel, but uh, I don't know. We were all in this big country house, and we were we were filming a, a sort of pilot for, for Bake Off, and I was in charge of eggs, and... <laughs> Mary Berry had been in a very animated conversation with Paul Hollywood in a quiet nook in the stately home. And when she stood up, I said, Mary, you've sat on my box of eggs. And she looked down and she said, no, I haven't. And I said, "Well, you look like you have," and it turned out she she hadn't. But I blamed Paul Hollywood for the ensuing fracas, and we haven't spoken since. Anyway, it's been lovely to be with you this week. Not sure if I'll hang around next week. Might do one. Might just chip off, isn't it? Doesn't matter. Anyway, bye-bye, darlings. Love you, bye. Well, that's it for an interesting week. It's been, <laughs> it's been a lot of processing going on this week. Lot of mental processing. Went and looked at some houses yesterday. That was a fresh and different thing to do. And, um, I mean, an interesting one. I'm not going to lie to you. There was an interesting one. I'm, I'm holding everything in check. You know it's about finding the right balance of sensible and crazy you know because there's a little bit of you that just wants something that's just a little bit crazy like not fully crazy i don't want something that's you know i'm not looking to buy a zoo but just a little touch of crazy wouldn't be so bad would it uh, anyway, uh, thank you for bearing with me this week. Uh, we will be back to normal next week. Uh, we'll have all your favourite features uh, and Amorajan, <laughs> uh, and yeah, thanks ever so much. It's been, it's been a really, um, really important week for, for me. Uh, anyway, i mean for you, you know, whatever. But. Uh, yeah, thanks for being here. It really has meant the world. And, um, yes, ferry tomorrow and uh, Sue back in Blighty on Monday morning. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production.